0: translation from a recorded talk so we've come to develop our minds and to be higher to be better and we do this through the merit that we've created and through keeping the precepts and so this mind we can ask what is it and the mind is a state it's a certain condition of one kind one kind of element which receives and experiences feelings and sense impressions. So you get these feelings of happiness, feelings of sadness, and these appear within the heart or experienced by the heart. So this heart, this mind, it's the leader, it's the forerunner of all things. And if we're going to succeed in anything, that's due to our hearts, Because these hearts of ours, they come first. If uh, we're going to attain to anything, uh, that's because of this heart. So in order to bring the mind to nobility, it needs to have goodness within it, this inner beauty, inner goodness. And this comes through the Dhamma. And uh, this is what allows us to purify our minds, to make them clean, to make them bright. Uh, Because these minds, or the level of the mind, it depends upon the actions that we create. So we have to be very careful as to what path we choose, what way we take. Just like how we see paths in the world, Um, there are many different kinds of paths, different kinds of ways, of roads. And some of them can be very difficult, very arduous. Many are filled with potholes, or they're just—they can't be used by different vehicles uh, because they're in such a bad condition. Uh, so, if we're going to travel them, then we need to walk along them. In other paths, even though one may go by foot, still they're very hard, and you may even fall over and. Uh, Uh, fall over while we're walking along them. But there are also other paths in this world, those which are smooth, which are easy to travel by. And that's the kind of path that people choose. And they choose the easy ways, the ones that are convenient, the ones which are comfortable, those which are free from danger, free from dangerous animals or from thieves. So when we travel in the world, we choose the road which is the safest, which is the best, and we use our mindfulness and wisdom to contemplate and to, to choose that path so that we can get home safely. So traveling through samsara, the cycle of birth and death, it's our mind which takes that journey. And we can't count how many lives we've been traveling uh, in saṃsāra already. It's just so long. So in this path, or this this journey that our mind takes through saṃsāra, we also need to choose a path as well. And we should choose a smooth way, uh, a good way. So what we do is we take up this maga, uh, this noble path that the Buddha taught, so he taught us to have sila, which is that our body, our speech and our minds are firm within sila dhamma, within this quality of virtue, of morality. So in the beginning we focus on our kama, our actions of body and speech, and make sure that these are within the bounds of virtue, that these are virtuous moral acts. When we take up these five precepts, So we'll come here now to stay in the monastery, and we're not speaking, and we're keeping these five precepts. And these five precepts are what allow us to start to become truly human. Because even if we have very little wealth, or if we have a lot of wealth, if we keep these five precepts, then we'll be able to stay in this world with happiness, that we don't harm each other. We see that the lives of all people need to end in death. All people need to pass away. So we won't want to take any of their wealth or their possessions to be ours. We see that all people have things that they love. And we don't want to harm those things. We don't want to take away their loved ones. And that all people love their own lives, and we don't want to destroy their lives. And that no one wants to be on the receiving end of false speech, of lies. And so we don't give that to others. And we also see that our mindfulness and wisdom normally is in quite a dark state, that we have this delusion, and it's so difficult to pull the mind out of this attachment. But if we work to reduce our mindfulness and wisdom, to make it even worse than it already is, through taking intoxicants, um, then we run into many problems. So when we travel in samsara, in these lives that we have, uh, we need to make sure that we travel well, and that we have happiness, that we have effort, uh, that we are well established in humanity. So, just like a tree um, that has many leaves on it, that tree can offer protection from the heat of the sun, from the rain. And so, if we choose our paths well, then there will be kind of easy paths, well protected paths. But if we choose a way that isn't right, a way that is devoid of sila of uh, virtue, then this will lead us to a lot of chaos, a lot of heat and, educa- and agitation. The path that we choose in this life sends results into our future lives as well. So we need to choose our paths well, and so that we experience ease, so that we choose a smooth and good path. So for us, we take the time that we have, this opportunity, to come and practice the Dhamma. And what that shows is that we've chosen a path in this life well. The path that will lead our hearts to become better, to become higher. So we also need, in walking this journey, to be patient, to endure, and to have a sense of sacrifice. And even though we may be very tired from our work, from all the duties that we have, still we use our free time to develop our minds, to sit in meditation. We don't just allow time to pass by in a wasteful way that doesn't bring us any benefit. But rather we use that to train the mind, to sit in meditation, to develop our hearts so that they become higher and better. So that we gain right view So that we become well established in heedfulness, following the teachings of the Buddha. So if we were born during the time of the Buddha, or even now having been born after the Buddha, uh, but we hadn't attained to Maga, Pala, Nibbana, uh, then we'll need to be born again. And this may happen on a level that's lower than the human level. But if we're lucky, we gain a human birth. So we do have this fortune, being born as humans, and being able to meet with the teachings of the Buddha, that these teachings are still here in this world. So we come and we listen to these teachings, we study them, and then we practice in line with them. And this is what will lead our minds to be higher, to be better. So a human Um, In Pali, the word for human is manusa. And what this means is a being with a high heart, a high mind. So we train to bring the mind to higher levels. And this will give us a sense of buoyancy and lightness within our bodies and minds. And we do this through creating merit. The merit of generosity, the merit of virtue, and this gives us inner joy, happiness in the hearts. They make our minds lighter and brighter. They bring us out of darkness, out of delusion to one degree. And the mind in this state is the mind of a deva. So even though we have human bodies, it's possible for the mind to be a deva. And we call this a manusa devo with the body of a human, but the heart of a deva. It's possible for us to be in this state already, to have this inner goodness, this beauty within our hearts, through generosity, through virtue, through meditation, that we do these things as normal parts of our lives. So this is the path that will take us to brightness, to lightness, to make the heart radiant. and We make sure that we're well-established in humanity, and then we develop our heart so that it gets born as a deva, so that it has this lightness within itself, this, this radiance within itself. That's what uh, devas have, this inner brightness. And they don't need to depend upon the radiance of the sun. So in choosing a path through life, we need to choose that which develops our mind, which makes it higher and higher until the mind becomes well-established in samadhi, until it's free from the nivāranas, from the hindrances, and able to temporarily put down greed, hatred, and delusion. And then we seek out the things that we're attached to, the things that we really, fully cling to as being me, as being mine. And we come to see them as not me, as not mine you see that all the things of this world are just conventions. The mind is born into the world and then it attaches and clings to all the things here, to all the things in the world, um, all these conventional things. And that's what gives rise to greed, hatred and delusion. But if everyone practiced, they will use their time to devote to this practice, then the hearts of all beings would become beautiful, would become good. And then we see into the real nature of conventions. And through that, the heart becomes liberated. It becomes firmly established in faith, this great faith in the Sasana and the teachings of the Buddha, what we call Satta, this faith which is unshakable, unwavering. So many people call themselves Buddhists uh, when they have to fill out a form, and it asks what religion they are, then many people write down Buddhist. But it may also be the case that their hearts haven't experienced this inner Buddha. If they're asked what religion they are, then they respond, they're Buddhist. Asked ask what they have faith in, they say they've got faith in the Buddha. They have this respect uh, towards the Buddha to one degree. But it's possible for people to have respect for the Buddha, but still steal, They don't have this sila dhamma, even though they have this respect in the Buddha, the dhamma, the sangha. And they just can't put these teachings into practice. But still, this is good to one degree. But what is better is that people have respect in the Buddha-sasana, in the Buddha, the dhamma, the sangha. And they also try to put those teachings into practice. Now they keep the five precepts. It's like for all the people here, you should all try and keep these five precepts for the whole of this day. So during the time of the Buddha, there was one thief who had stolen many different things. And the the army, or the uh, law enforcement authorities, they were uh, out to catch him. And he knew that it was unlikely he'd be able to escape. So he went into a monastery. And the monk at that monastery, he taught him about taking refuge in the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha. He told him that you've probably got very little time to live. Um, They're going to catch you soon and they'll probably kill you. But you, and at the moment, your mind doesn't have a refuge. And so you should take the buddha the dhamma the sangha as your refuge before this body of yours breaks apart and so through doing this uh, then his mind was born in heaven but when that good karma that he had created uh, ran out then he died he uh, left that heaven realm and then he was born into a lower state into either hell, or as a hungry ghost, or an asuragaya. And these estates which have a lot of suffering. They're very torturous places to be born into. And so therefore, if we don't want to go to one of these places where we just experience difficulty and pain, then we need to train our minds. We need to get them so that they see the danger in the cycle of saṃsāra. They see the danger in actions of body, speech, and mind, which are immoral. And through seeing the harm of this, they become well-established in morality, in virtue. And when our speech is well-established in virtue, when our actions are well-established in virtue, then we gain this complete humanity. So sometimes we do have this faith in the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha. Uh, We have faith in generosity, a faith that merit really does give us results. And so being generous and supporting the buddhasasana, this raises up our minds, makes them higher, brings the heart to a state of clarity. And then we practice to gain inner purity. We're able to abandon greed, hatred and delusion. So the joy that arises within our hearts comes from the goodness that we create. And when the heart is in a good state like this, then it's on the level of a deva. And no matter how much money we may have, whether it's a lot or a little, there's this fullness to our hearts. We have this inner complete humanity. Um, And the mind uh, can go even higher and be a deva. And there's this great happiness there in that state. But to get there, we need to put in our efforts. We need to have sincerity in our practice. Because in the course of one day, the course of one life, there's a lot of work that we need to do, many duties we need to attend to. But despite this, we need to try to develop this path of practice. We do all our work um, in order for our bodies to be able to survive in this world. But what about our hearts? How are we going to allow them to survive? And have we found a home for our hearts yet? Maybe we have many physical houses, or maybe it's just one, but these are just external things. What we need to do is build a home for our hearts. So when we're generous, and we have generosity as just a normal thing that we do in our lives, um, then this gathers together together and stays within our hearts. When we are moral, it's just our normal way of acting, then this goodness, it gets stored within the heart. When we chant, when we meditate, when we bring the mind to stillness and gather it into samadhi, um, then this is known by the heart, that we know what that's like, that the perfectly self-aworking Buddha, he taught us this, taught us to bring the mind to stillness. And in each day, we should spend at least an hour doing this, bringing our mind to stillness, so that we'll know this for ourselves, what this is like, coolness in body, coolness in mind. And it's a kind of happiness that we've never met with before. It's a completely different kind of happiness. So when we train our minds, then this inner joy arises, and it arises right here within the heart. And we call this Niramita sukha It's a kind of happiness which doesn't depend upon external things. It's a goodness and a settledness, a firmness of samadhi, which arises within ourselves. So the fully self-awakened Buddha, he taught us this, to train our minds, to train to meditate, to develop our mindfulness so that our minds can be well and firmly established. So we do need to practice meditation in order to make our minds better, to make them higher. And when we have this peace of mind, um, then the other acts that we do will become more meritorious. So the merit that we gain from our generosity grows. uh, That... When we're giving then we give with a peaceful and bright mind uh, the wealth that we have gained in order to uh, give that thing, to buy that thing and to give it that comes from a pure place. And we are giving to someone the person who's receiving it is someone who has zila who is a moral person. And when we do this, then the benefits that arise from our generosity grows and we gain a real fullness of heart. And so before we offer, and then we have this fullness of heart. While we're offering, we have this fullness, and afterwards we have this fullness. And this shows that the merit that we're creating through this is complete, it's full. So we develop our bharami in this way. And we have been cultivating bharami for many, many lives now. And so we carry on doing so in this life and we continue in future lives, develop our generosity, uh, make our morality um, firmly established and, and firm, and we settle our minds so that this wisdom, the barami of wisdom, can arise, allowing us to see into the four noble truths, the truth of dukkha, of suffering, of the cause of this suffering, its cessation and the path leading out of that suffering. So we take this mind to walk along this noble path, the path of sila, samadhi and bhañā, of virtue, collectedness and of wisdom. So for all of us, when we start out in the practice, we all have faith. Uh, But we also need to come to practice the Dhamma, And then when we practice it, and we'll see for ourselves, and we'll gain unshakable faith. So we all have this belief in the Buddha that he is real, even though we haven't seen him. Maybe we haven't been to India, but we still have faith. Or perhaps we have gone already, and that increases the faith that we have. So if we practice and we gain insight for ourselves, then our faith becomes firmly established. And then we'll see the Buddha right here within our own hearts. So whatever state we're born into, this all arises within the mind. If we're a human, then that's a matter of the mind. If we're a deva, then that's a matter of the mind. If we get born lower than a human, that appears within the mind. Or if it's even higher as a Brahma god, then that appears within the mind. So we need to try to develop these minds so that they become noble. So that we see the danger in the cycle of saṃsāra. So that we see the inconstancy, the stress and not-self within all physical and mental phenomena. And we see this right here within our own hearts. If the mind is going to be free from kilesa, free from defilements, then this happens within the mind itself. And these things which cover over the mind, which makes them dark, which makes them ignorant, devoid of knowledge, these things we call kilesa, defilement. But if we come to practice, to put our efforts into the practice, um, then we raise our minds, they become better. The mind becomes nobler. So just as when we choose a path in the external world, We choose one which is free from danger. And so too we need to choose that same kind of path within our own minds. The path that takes us to abandoning all harmful acts, all akusala, dhamma, um, all unskillful acts or unskillful states of mind. And we take this path which leads us to developing goodness, to developing skillfulness. And we do that through our generosity, through our virtue, through meditation. And this is what leads us to inner purity, what allows us to be able to contemplate and let go of all physical and mental phenomena. So we see that all people who are born must grow old, must get sick, they must die. And there's nothing at all in the world that they're able to take with them, that we have to leave everything behind. We have to put everything down. So we should try to um, let go of our attachments to these things. Try to abandon this attachment towards me and other. And if we can experience this for just one moment, then our mind will be able to let go. Let go of all its feelings, all its likes and dislikes. And it becomes very spacious and um, open, uh, radiant at this point. And there's immense happiness that arises within the heart. And it's of a kind which is different from anything we've experienced before. And there's real direct knowledge that arises here. And we should try to train to keep the mind so it stays here at this point. And so that the dhamma is always arising in front of it, so that it has this clear unshakable knowledge. We should try to care for the mind so it stays in this state, so that we're seeing the nature of arising and ceasing, seeing to the nature of conventions and experiencing this liberation. See that really there's no us, there's no them. Because if there is a self and an other, um, then this will create a lot of chaos. So we need to train the mind, the mind that is attached to self, and train it to have samadhi and train it to be a moral self. We take this I that it's attached to and make sure that this I, this me, doesn't harm anything, anyone. We take the self to develop virtue, samadhi and meditation, so that it raises its goodness, it becomes better. And as we carry on doing this, then we'll meet with the time um, that we experience not-self, just as the Buddha taught. The mind gains purity, it becomes bright. And uh, just as the Buddha um, said um, that vision arose, insight arose, discernment arose, knowledge arose, light arose. And uh, he gave this after experiencing the Dhamma, he gave this uh, first teaching to Venerable Anya Kondanya. And so we see that it was no easy feat uh, for the Buddha to be born, for him to be born as a prince, uh, but to give up all of this, uh, his very easy and pleasant life he had, um, and to go out and to try to find the path uh, that takes one out of suffering, that takes one to direct knowledge of the Dhamma, And then he taught this dhamma that he found and he gave that initial sermon to venerable anya kondanya and said that all things that are of the nature to rise are of the nature to cease and just through this one teaching venerable anya kondanya was able to gain knowledge into this and so the buddha exclaimed kondanya knows kondanya knows and the world shook at this point so for the Buddha to attain to awakening and also for Venerable Anyakundanya to develop the parami to meet with the Dhamma and realize the Dhamma, it took an extremely long period of time. And so from this, just this first teaching he was able to see into the Dhamma and the second teaching took him to arahantship. And he had uh, developed his parami to a very high level already for a very long time. So, for us, we also need to develop our bharami as well. And we just carry on doing this, and carry on developing our bharami. And this is what will take us to knowing and understanding the Dhamma. It's the bharami that we've created in the past that's allowed us to be in this situation that we are in this life. And then we carry on developing bharami in future lives, developing this goodness, making sure that we create good kamma. And this takes us upon a good course, a course of brightness, of light. And it also brings us happiness here in the present moment. And because when we're generous, when we're moral, and when we meditate, then this brings us happiness. We make sure that the mind is firmly established in goodness, and that it has this uh, virtue and collectedness and wisdom. And we'll be able here to Um, attain to the Dhamma. And so may all of you walk along this noble path and may all of you reach the Dhamma of the fully self-awakened Buddha.